1: Boy this is Sid in Friends in the Morning. Friends, how many of us have been 77 WABC. Madonna celebrating her 65th birthday today like a virgin. I love this song. I love the whole tour. Madonna. She looks terrible. Her surgery was... She's it's, getting to that Mickey Rourke stage. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's really difficult. It's really rough. Difficult. Right I out know. of a horror movie. I mean, it's, it's rough, I know. But like American horror right, Oh, Leave her alone, God damn it. It's Madonna. Jeez. She's okay. part of Americana. Stop it. I'll bring her up on the screen. Don't her. bring her up it. anymore. Leave her alone. <laughs> Madonna. <laughs> yeah. uh, anyway, happy birthday to Madonna. Before I get to Roger Stone, I, I want to punch that little leprechaun, Pat Kiernan, <laughs> right across his face. And he better not bump into me in the city this uh and, you know, he follows me on Twitter, and every now and then he says something nice, but he's a little jerk-off.
0: I'm not sure you could run around
1: calling people leprechauns. What are you going to do about him? Nothing. Well, you want to hurt. sue me, too? Go ahead. I can talk a Pete on the phone right now. <laughs> Indict me for rocketeering. I don't care. So this little bastard, he's covering the, the Rudy Giuliani story for New York One, and who does he bring on? Andrew Kurtzman. Andrew Kurtzman just wrote a book, The Rise and Fall of America's Mayor. He hates Rudy Giuliani. That's how Pat Kiernan in New York is going to cover our beloved mayor, that little. Uh Hold hold on. Deep
0: breaths.
1: I'm getting pissed between Trump and Giuliani, man. And this is Pat Kiernan. He lives in New York. New York won between Errol Lewis, that racist piece of garbage, and Pat Kiernan. They ought to shut that thing down and and uh, Stelter's wife. And even Dean Meminger, his father was a Nick hero, even him. they got to shut the whole thing down today. Get rid of it. Just shut it down. Get, get, give Shannon Ferry a job. She's a nice girl, and she's talented. Get Shannon Ferry a job somewhere and shut the rest of it down today. That's right. Take her out of there. and get Andrew Kurtzman, are you nuts, No? Uh, that is a little crazy. That's, that's the guy you bring on as your authority on Rudy yeah. Giuliani. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah. How about bringing on some of the widows from the firefighters that he went to funerals for for weeks and months and months after they died on 9-11. We're only about a month away from 9-11. How about doing that, prick face? All right, let me talk to Roger. <laughs> I like Roger Stone. I don't, I don't even know him that well, but Morano loves him. This guy, Sal Greco, loves him. I don't really know him that well. He was on me and Bernie a bunch of times, and I felt bad when they raided his house, the whole SWAT team. And uh, he's on this station two hours on Sunday, and I don't, I don't have to say nice things about anybody. I don't. But he's really good, like really good. And uh, he's kind enough to join me today because I watched this Trump Netflix thing. I have to watch his. I know, get Roger Stone. But I watched the uh, Trump American Dream, and Roger Stone was so good in it that I texted him right away last night. So here he is, my friend Roger Stone, 3 to 5 on Sundays. Hi, Roger. Chad, great to be with you. I want you to know right now
0: I'm wearing a red beret in solidarity with Curtis Sliwa in an effort to point out the flood of illegals that are destroying the Big Apple.
1: Well, listen, Roger, you have proven beyond a shadow of a doubt, A, uh, you're not afraid to show what a great American you are. B, you are certainly not afraid to chain yourself to offense. And C, you are not afraid to get arrested. You've done that. So you're perfect for it tonight.
0: Uh, it is a great experience to uh, have uh, 29 fully SWAT-clad FBI <laughs> agents bandishing fully automatic Uh, M4 assault weapons surround and storm your home at 6 o'clock in the morning to arrest you for the completely fabricated crime of lying to Congress under oath in your voluntary testimony against Russian collusion that never actually happened. How do you lie about something that never happened? Uh, The whole idea was to pressure me to, to lie, essentially, to give false testimony against Donald Trump. I refused to do it. I must tell you, I have no regrets whatsoever. It's been a rough couple of years, but I love being on WABC. Folks can hear us uh, every Sunday afternoon from 3 to 5. Coming up this Sunday, we have country and western legend Lee Greenwood, uh, Florida Congressman uh, Byron Donalds. Uh, This guy is a superstar. He's going to be president someday, mark my words. And uh, Garrett Ziegler from the Marco Polo yes. Foundation show. is going to break down the the Hunter Biden laptops for us. No, that is a big show.
1: show. Yeah, we had Lee in here about a month ago singing... His song live in studio, he was great. And uh, Byron will be the third black president joining Barack Obama and, of course, Bill Clinton uh, when he does actually get that like you're talking about. So, Raj, I want to get to the the Trump special. But first, before we get to that, the Netflix documentary, you talked about how you were unfairly treated. You were. It was ridiculous uh, overuse of power, manpower, weaponry uh, down in Fort Lauderdale. But as unfair as that was, and it was. What's going on with Donald Trump right now is so beyond unfair. It is un-American. It's scary. It's undemocratic. It's grotesque. Four indictments. As Joe Tacopina pointed out on this show about 30 minutes ago, John Gotti wasn't indicted four times. Pablo Escobar wasn't indicted four times. John Dillinger wasn't indicted four times. But President Trump, four indictments. Unreal, huh, Roger? Yeah, and every single one of them is a fugazi.
0: There's not a real legal charge here. This Georgia clown show is beyond belief. By the way, did I mention that Fannie Wills is running for re-election? She (laughs) slaps her name on everything, for God's sakes. She's out actively fundraising. I got a fundraising email from her yesterday. Give me money so I can help lock up Donald Trump. Uh, Now you got the sheriff saying, oh, yes, absolutely, we're going to get a mugshot. If I were running Trump's campaign, which I am not, I'd have that mugshot up on a T-shirt and rake in thousands of dollars in campaign contributions within 24
1: hours, maybe millions. You're right. I would do the same thing, and uh, well, maybe somebody's listening and they will do that. But you, as we talk about uh, the former president and all these indictments, one thing I didn't know, and, and don't forget, for for many years. My career was sports, Roger. I worked at WFAN here in New York, the industry leader in sports talk radio from day one. I spent my days talking about the Mets, Eli Manning and Carmelo Anthony, not Donald Trump. It wasn't until 2013 down in Florida where I started to transition from sports to politics, and I got the job here in 2016, and I spent basically the last seven years discussing exclusively politics. So I didn't really know the history of Donald Trump, but watching... This documentary, which is now seven years old, it's not new, it's seven years old, but watching it for the first time on Netflix, I didn't realize that Donald Trump really did flirt with the presidency for 30 years, 88, 2000, 2012, 2016, and Roger, watching that documentary, you were there pretty much every step of the way. This has been pretty much 30 years. Isn't that right?
0: That's absolutely right. First time I met him, uh, I saw immediately that he had the size uh, and the stature, uh, and the cojones, uh, and the independence to not only be a great candidate for president, but actually be be a great president. Uh, and I thought most importantly was the independence. Although he uh, and his parents were lifelong Republicans, he wasn't tied to any of the mistakes uh, of the past. He had, as most billionaires do, he had given to both Republicans and Democrats. He never really called in any favors because he didn't need any. Uh, but I saw that he was decisive, and above all, I saw how tough he is. I mean, I traveled with him for four days about uh, two weeks ago, uh, and for a guy with the weight of the world on his shoulders, it's just amazing how resilient, how resolute, how determined, how good-humored he is. I think a lesser man would have folded by now, but he's in a great mood. I think he's in his best when he's in crisis. Uh, he's a warrior. He's a warrior. Uh, and he will not be deterred. This guy is going back to the White House. They can throw up as many fake investigations and fake indictments as they want. This latest one said, I've read the transcript. I've listened to the entire audio of the uh, phone call around which this whole thing is array- is is uh, uh, structured. It's a phone call between Secretary of State Raffensberger and Donald Trump. There's six other lawyers on the line, he did not tell Roethlisberger to go out and find 11,870 voters. What he told him was, you have already illegally counted 11,870 votes that are not, not solid. So many of them are convicted felons. So many of them uh, uh, registered to vote from post office boxes. These uh, Another 1,300 are dead. Uh, when you remove the ones that you have inadvertently illegally counted – I would win the state. That's right. before you even right. get into the question of the accuracy of the machines. Uh, and then everything after that that make it a RICO, oh, he tweeted that the uh, that, that, that that when the water pipe burst and they moved the Republican observers out of the counting center in Atlanta, and when they put cardboard over the windows so nobody could watch the counting that was continuing, that was a lie. The problem is that is the truth, and we have video yep. of it. Yep. So who are they fooling? Who are they kidding? Nobody.
1: Well, they're not going to kid us, I'll tell you that. Uh, One more thing uh, about the the special, and uh, again, you've been there every step of the way. 88, of course, uh, Bush, uh, 88 was uh, Clinton, excuse me. But in uh, 2000, when he was thinking about hopping on as a reform candidate after the success that um, uh, 1996 Ross Perot had, this was fascinating to me. So I don't know if you know this, Roger Stone, but my first cousin, first cousin is Norm Coleman. And uh, Norman Coleman was the mayor of St. Paul for eight years. He was a senator from the great state of Minnesota. He eventually lost to Al Franken. But Norm also lost the gubernatorial race in Minnesota, came in second place. He beat Hubert Humphrey to Jesse Ventura. And I had no idea, because I still talk to Jesse to this day because he likes to break my chops about my cousin. I had no idea that Donald Trump paid so much attention to Ventura's win in Minnesota because Ventura started polling at 7%. He was a wrestler. They laughed at him like they laughed at Trump. And he won. And I had no idea, Roger, that Trump traveled to Minnesota and sat with Ventura and his people, not about policy, but how to strategize and win. Turns out, I guess, that Jesse Ventura played a pretty major role, yes?
0: Yes, I was at that meeting. In fact, since Ross Perot and Donald Trump were friends, you know how all these billionaires know each other, Uh, And Ross had run so strongly in his two runs for president that the Reform Party automatically had ballot position in 30 states, in New York State being one of them under the Independence Party at the time. Uh, And both Ross Perot uh, and Jesse, who had wrestled at at, uh, the Trump Plaza in Atlantic City and was therefore pals with Trump, We're pressing Trump very, very hard. Actually, he was there.
1: It was a much bigger deal. He was there for WrestleMania, and he was calling out Hulk Hogan with Donald Trump standing right next to him. Exactly right.
0: So uh, Trump looked very long and hard at it. The media kept saying, this is a a publicity stunt. This is just Trump trying to burnish the, the, the brand. None of that's true. We probably spent about $25 million studying how to get on the ballot in all 50 states. But in the end, Donald Trump concluded that you could not win as a third-party candidate, that right. he probably would just draw uh, uh, enough votes uh, from George W. Bush to inadvertently elect Al Gore. He didn't like that idea at all. <laughs> and in the end, he said, look, I think, you got, I, think I want to do this but I want to do it either as a Republican or as a Democrat. And then he used to needle me for years and say, well, maybe I'll do it as a Democrat. He knew that would Right, been.
1: he knew, right. And then, of course, uh, Pap Buchanan was a guy that eventually won that Reform Party primary, but it wouldn't matter. Like you said, Trump was right. Last one, uh, in that uh, documentary, they go over the whole Trump, who was very nice when Obama won. He was on Larry King that Obama won, and he said, let me tell you, Obama's a nice guy. I like him. I wish him the best of luck. He's he's coming into a very difficult situation. The economy sucks. The country's in trouble. But I think he's a great guy. That's how Trump started. But then he got into the birth certificate stuff. And clearly that angered Obama to the point where in 2011, right before the Obama-Romney election, Obama spent that White House Correspondence Dinner basically trashing Trump. And I think you say in that special, Trump left early. He was pissed. And you guys all knew that day, sometime in the near future, he was going to run. I didn't do it that year. It was Obama versus Romney, but he did decide four years later. So is it fair to say the Obama-White House Correspondents' Dinner speech really lit a fire under Trump's ass?
0: That, that was a seminal moment, Sid. If you know Donald Trump, as I have for 45 years, he sat there and smiled, but he set his jaw in a certain way that I knew uh, that shortly thereafter um, he, would, uh, he would run for president, that he had immediate uh, seller's remorse after he endorsed Mitt Romney. After every debate, he would call me and say, what's wrong with this guy? Why doesn't he ever go for the jugular? On New Year's Day, that, at, right after that November election, he called me and he said, that's it. I am definitely going in 2016. I said, well, you know, I've heard this before. And he said, no, no. I've already applied to the patent office to trademark the term make America great again. So so you're telling me
1: that you're telling me he actually patented that four years, four years before he came down the escalator. uh, He applied for the patent. That is absolutely right. I knew from that moment that
0: he would run uh, whether Hillary ran or not. At that point, it was pretty clear she was going to. Uh, He's a very determined guy. For those who think that he was always just, you know, doing this as a publicity stunt, that was never true. He loves his country. Uh, He he couldn't believe that we kept sending social workers to do our negotiating for us. He kept saying, we're being ripped off by our trading partners in all of these international trading deals. We're getting taken to the cleaners. Uh, Our military is being allowed to atrophy, uh, and, and we don't win anything anymore. That's not the America Donald Trump loves Uh, He was determined from the beginning, uh, which is why I think he was a great president, Uh, record job growth, record wage growth, uh, record levels of unemployment, rebuilding our military, appointing scores of conservatives to the federal courts. And why I think you'll be a great president yet again.
1: Agreed. Uh, Yeah, I saw that interview with Larry King back in 1987. You're talking Roger Stone 36 years ago. And he was saying a lot of the similar things he says right now about the country. And I saw then... Thirty-six years ago, he had that presidential style. Well, i got to tell you, I, I'm a huge fan of yours. Your show on Sundays, 3 to 5, is great. You bring a great perspective, both what's going on today and historically. So, once again, Roger Stone, thank you so much for hopping on this morning. That's a terrific job. Thank you.
0: Shit, always great to be with you, Many
1: Thanks, and God bless you. God bless you, too. That's my man. I love this guy, Roger Stone. Check him out, folks. He's really good. 3 to 5 every Sunday.